Welcome back, uh, Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast, second one I've done today. Uh, just checking out the new studio, trying to make sure that I've got everything uh, set right. Uh, I think I think everything's good with the recording. I'm having a little bit of a problem with the upload process, but I'm learning it. Fortunately, David was able to come out this morning and, and give me some tips and tricks on that. So it was uh, very, very nice of him. A big thanks for him doing that for me. I uh, really appreciate it. I just wanted to hit, I wanted to hit another short one, uh, tackle a couple of questions. Um, first one, though, I didn't even come from ROAP. It came from Oscar Salazar. He put it up on social media about people putting potato chips in their sandwich. Yeah, I invented that. I know how, I know how to do that. I've been doing that for a long time. Whenever I saw it, I said, oh, maybe I'm not the only crazy one out there. But yeah, potato chips in your sandwich and your ham sandwich, it's, just, it's awesome. Awesome, awesome. The other one, the other question I had, like I said, I wanted this to be real short, so I'd get a little bit more practice uploading these before we have that big one with uh, with Will Jimeno. I'm going to call him this weekend and see if we can arrange something for the first part of next week. I, know I, just, I just want to make sure I've got all of this right because I don't want to screw that one up. Uh, first one came in. And like I said, just two questions real quick. Uh, let me look at it, find it. It's about the AIAT. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here's the question. I'm looking at buying an Accuracy International AT. I can't decide between the fixed stock and the folding. Are there any long-term issues with the folding mechanism that you know about? Answer, short answer, bright answer, no. No problems with that at all. I have never heard of one failing. Um, it locks up really tight, and whenever it locks up on that AI system, it locks up without any wobble. Uh, it locks up really, really tight. I've, I've shot many of those uh, those guns throughout the years, and y'all know I'm a huge Accuracy International fan. Um, the AIATX, my new rifle that I have in, they're supposed to have a folding option come out for that one, and it just bolts right on. And I, I am going to, whenever it's available, I'm going to get that. I have, uh, I have no issues with the with the folding stock mechanism that that's on the AIAT. Uh, the next question I wanted to get to had to do with dry fire, and this is this is really good. Um, let me see if I can find it so I can read it verbatim. Wondering what either you use for a dry fire regimen. Do you have a set time or number of re reps for a session? Do you simulate wind holds or just practice on wobble zone and trigger? press um, my dry fire technique what I do I feel like that in order for you to get the most out of your dry fire I mean you can sit there and just do the clicks but if you're not paying attention to it it's not really doing you any good so what I'll do is I will actually go I'll put my gun belt on magazines and you know empty magazines in the gun belt I'll wear my hearing protection I'll do all that and I will do it prone I'll do it uh, alternate positions uh, where the dry fire has really helped me a lot was back in the 90s I spent a significant amount of time um, going just just dry firing just with a sling and I felt like that, that, and you hear me and Lindy talk about it in the classes all the time, in order to learn how to shoot positional with a sling, it's not done on a range. It's actually done in your backyard, in your garage, whatever the case may be. Um, you just need, I work on wobble zone, trigger press, absolutely, but also the dry fire on the alternate positions and just sling. What you're doing is you're building those neural pathways, and we talk about neural pathways a lot, I talk about brushing your teeth with your left hand, that's a good example. If you're a right-hander, it, it'll end up with toothpaste all over your face. But uh, what you're doing is you're building those neural pathways and 
kind of training your muscles, you know, how to handle that rifle in these different positions. I feel like that dry firing in the prone um, is, is helpful, but I'm doing that more as a test of my natural point of aim, just to see if that reticle bumps off whenever I dry fire it. If that, that tells me my natural point of aim is off. I have to readjust that rifle and body as one unit, get it back on, and, and I'll do that, and there's value in it. I, it. You know, I've been doing it for a long time, but also on the other side of that, what you want to do is you want to practice in those positions, and that, whenever you're doing that, you say, okay, well, I'm in an alternate position. You're not only working on that wobble zone, but you know, we've said it many, many times. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get that wobble zone reduced, and how do you do that? You do that by repetitive dry practice, you know, especially off of the, off of the barricades, because what happens is these neural pathways, they start to get built in your brain, and your muscles are able to repeat them over and over and over. But if you're not putting in your time on dry fire, uh, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And yes, it's wobble zone and trigger press, but that wobble zone and trigger press are kind of a result or the, the wobble zone is a result of how much time I've spent working through those positions, the alternate positions, the awkward positions and things like that. You can get a good natural point of aim, even if you have a, a poor position, but you're not gonna be able to do that just on demand. You have to practice it otherwise. So again, that's just one of those things that uh, it works out really good. Now with the new thing that uh, Troy Tyson came out with, you know, the uh, dry fire training aids, uh, the DFAT system, we have those just FYI, we had to reorder from those because people are really buying them because they're seeing the utility in this thing. But yeah, go ahead and, and get one of those. You can, it gets, you can get it for every scope that you have, then you can just go over. And he also has these targets, these small targets that are laid out, you know, on, you can put them up in a, in a room. You can focus so close. So yeah, that, that dry fire training aid is super, super good. But again, the prone, the prone side of it, yeah, it's good, but it's not near as good as whenever you're doing alternate positions or just with the sling. And it's like Lindy said that best thing to do whenever you're in alter or sling position that you should strive for being able to hit a two MOA target that uh, 100 yards, 200 yards, 400 yards. Uh, try to be able to do that. Now at the last match, uh, Jake Vibbert uh, put on a, a clinic on that. He had a six out of 10 hits at 400 yards on a 10 inch target. And so it was just really good. He, he's definitely inside that two MOA range. And that it's just, it was really, really good to see it. But you could tell that was not the first time that he put on a sling to shoot a rifle. I mean, it, it, I think that was the highest score out of everyone who was here. But again, the thinking back on you know the alternate positions, best shot I ever made was on a nail guy, uh, 500 and something yards, slung up. That's it. You know, no support. Um, that shot had to be made in a big hurry, and everything just seemed to really come together on that one. But I really don't think it would have been possible had I not done or put in the time dry firing. So yeah, that's really good. And then that also that other one, a question that had come up was about the Leopold Mark V HD, the five to twenty-five. I think they have another another. Uh, power range out there as well. Uh, they were talking about, you know, how close you can uh, focus those things. Well, again, they're, they say for 50, I've been able to get a really good focus on that thing at about 35 yards, just to throw that out there. Uh, if you haven't shot with one, I have six of those scopes, so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a lot of scopes, but that one, I've been able to go a little bit closer if you're gonna use that scope with the, with the, um, with the 22 or the rimfire. Well, again, like I said, uh, this is just another practice one. I wanted to uh, come in and, and get this out. Um, everything rimfire and centerfire with this podcast. Thank y'all for listening and thank y'all 
for bearing with me while I'm over here doing the doing the practice in the studio to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, David has David has been extremely busy lately, and we decided this was the best way to do it so that we can keep the keep the content coming out. Um, also, if you all didn't know, over the last few days we've had some really major wildfires out here to the west of Rifles Only. That had started out. Uh, we had a northwest wind, and the fire was northwest of us, and it was it was kind of headed this direction. Uh, by the grace of God, that, uh, that wind shifted to the north and pushed that fire straight south. It was kind of sketchy for uh, a few days, or you know, a few uh, definitely a few hours. But we've been watching it since then. The wind has shifted out of the east, and what that has done is that had caused the fire to change directions, and so it was pushed back over areas that had already been burned. But uh, a heck of a lot of people have reached out to us at Rifles Only. They sent us messages, text messages, emails, stuff on social media, just checking on us. We very much appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we're good to go. Uh, we dodged a bullet on this one. Um, there's been some there's been some damage out there, you know, some structures that are gone and everything else. But the first responders that have uh, that have come to fight this was fantastic. They were fantastic. They had surveillance planes up to begin with, and they started dropping retardant. And you had the people on the ground that were out there. Uh, the community uh, had a, a gathering place. I went and dropped off some dropped off some supplies to be taken out to the first responders, the firefighters that were out there, and that was at one of the fire departments here in, in Ricardo. And I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that people had brought for those guys. I mean, it was just tons and tons of food, water, everything else. And uh, whenever they showed up out here at Rifles Only, uh, they were they were on post here for I guess a little over an hour, and that's when they found out that okay, the fire was headed south; it wasn't headed towards us anymore. So they had to redeploy to a different direction or a different location. But we were really glad to have them. Um, again, thanks for bearing with me while I'm doing this uh, practice stuff. And so I will be back with you at the first part of next week, uh, unless I screw something up. But thank you for listening and stay with us. We'll have longer podcasts. This is just me practicing. Thank you.